Energetic Principles Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa LaFera, an astrologer, tarot consultant, and all-around creative from sunny San Diego, California. And this fourth episode is for the week of May 7th, 2018. So let's break it down a bit. Here's what to expect. The goal is to help guide and prepare you for the utmost awareness of the energy in the moment. For if you use the energy consciously, it has a better chance of working for you. I'll kick off the show with a weekly astral report, along with a few tarot polls and our animal ambassador of the week. Then a guest will join me in conversation around a chosen topic. This week, I'm so happy to have my dear friend, fellow astrologer and spiritual empath, James David Wade, join me in a discussion on choosing change. So before we get started here, please remember, as always, take what resonates and leave the rest, because only you know you best. So thank you so much for joining me today. And if you'd like to show appreciation for my work and get early Sunday access for only $1 per month, you can do so on Patreon at patreon.com backslash energetic principles. So let's get down to this week's astro report. Our lunar lady carries on through the week in the second half of her waning phase, where we will start the week with a last quarter moon in Aquarius. She will then carry on the rest of the week touring through sensitive Pisces and fiery Aries before slipping into earthy Taurus on Sunday. As she is waning in light, this will be a week to finish what still needs attending to while also providing fertile moments for introspective downtime. So just a quick heads up, all time approximations are for North America. So if you live in Europe at about eight hours, and if you are in Australia or the East at about 17 hours, basically the following day. Keep in mind that timing isn't always precise as astrological transits, also known as the connections that planets make, have varied emphasis as they apply and separate. So it's quite possible to feel the energy sooner or later than the exact moment of contact. We've actually got another pre-active week of planetary placements. So even though we are winding down with that waning moon, we are also winding down a lot of still outstanding aspects of our lives that need to be transformed for new growth to arrive. Along the way, challenges are likely, and this week has the potential to really rocket us into the new conditions we've been inching towards. It may be a bit of a bumpy ride, so buckle up those seatbelts. Monday, uh, we have our last quarter moon in Aquarius, um, and that moon is going to trine Venus, is going to square the sun, that's our last quarter, and then is going to square Jupiter. Also note that day, we have Mercury, who is squaring Pluto, and Venus, who is squaring Neptune. Uh, So Monday, and probably the weekend, a few days, you know, Saturday, Sunday, um, before you listen to this, (laughs) there might have been some... um, uh, unsettling things that have happened or news that comes in um, that may be emotionally trying because that square from Mercury to Pluto, basically Mercury is, uh, its function is to collect information, to process information and to distribute it. So usually when Mercury shows up, um, and, and that always depends on our charts, of course, of what area that rules in our chart, but 
typically Mercury represents some type of message or some type of information coming. And uh, squares are usually events or, or where action needs to be taken or there's a challenge or frustration in some way. Uh, and it's really nobody's fault. We just have to move through it. And then Pluto is the planet that asks us to get deep, that deep, you know, handling deep emotional reactions, uh, dealing with transforming oneself or rebirthing into new situations. And usually there's a stormy quality about it because uh, it's not always easy to do these types of things. And so chances are on Monday or the couple of days prior to it, you might have have, you know, received some emotionally trying news. Um, it could result... Uh, it could stem from, you know, some changes uh, that come from uh, your relationship to work or uh, relationships that have to do with duty or responsibility, especially since Pluto's in Capricorn. Um, and this is also a time when we become can become really obsessed with an idea or a point of view, or we try to force our point of view on others. Um, so something most likely has to change <laughs> in this situation. Um, and most likely because we're in the you know waning cycle of the moon, it's going to have to change within uh, and not without. So you could be activating uh, some of the energy that is felt a few weeks ago when we originally had Mars um, and Pluto meet back on April 26th. Uh, this might be triggering kind of the information around that. Also with Venus squaring Neptune, you know, Venus uh, represents our relationships, how we relate to other people, um, our relationships with our resources, uh, pleasure, um, and allowing for, for downtime. Um, and once again, we have that square that we're challenged in these areas. We're frustrated. We have to move through it. And Neptune represents... Um, Neptune can be a spiritual uh, in, uh, can be a spiritual vibe in many ways and can, bro can provide us inspiration. Um, but it can also, especially in more tenser aspects, it can deal with uh, doubt or confusion or the loss of something or something dissolving in some way. Uh, as Neptune is known to remove boundaries, and if we have no boundaries in place. Um, then we can't really hold on to anything, can we? So Venus squaring Neptune uh, may cause for some disappointments um, in relationship or through your resources, or certain resources may fall away at this time, um, or relationships might. If you know, if it's not quite working out anymore, um, in its best to part ways um, with whatever you know that re Venus relationship is, this might be the time that that happens. This can also be a time when we're not quite seeing things as clearly as we should, and those rose-colored glasses may be on, <laughs> and we are looking towards romantic ideals rather than um, dealing with the reality of the situation, which Pluto and Capricorn, uh, you know, Capricorn looks at the practical, you know, what is real and manifested on this earth. Um, so there's could be a little bit of coming down to earth on these days, uh, and we might be confused about what's going on, and we have to, you know try our best to stay realistic because uh, chances are we're going to be daydreaming um, and that, you know, our minds are just going to be on uh, there. There's going to be a nebulous quality to these days. So I, you know, I'm not quite sure what's going to happen, uh, you know, uh, in my own life or other people's, but we can expect to be challenged in the news department and as well in the relationship department. Um, but on the plus side of this, this is a fertile time for taking creative action if you're an artist. 
Um, so just be aware that uh, through intensity sometimes, um, that's when we can create uh, some very significant work. So I just want to talk about real quick that last quarter moon in Aquarius and the symbol for that degree, which is 18 degrees Aquarius and a man unmasked. That's the Sabian symbol for this degree. Um, a man unmasked. So the key word here is analysis and the theme is investigation. And so the idea is that there is an accent on disclosure and that hidden motivations or other secrets may be revealed today. Um, so, you know, these are, it might be time to ask the questions, are people being true to the truth themselves? Like, are you being honest, you know, honest with yourself, uh, of the truth of the matter? Or is something being covered up or are you trying to cover up something? You know, as the Groucho Marx said, who are you going to believe me or your own eyes? So this might be one of those days where you have to, uh, you know, get a little more practical about what you're seeing. Don't put those rose-colored glasses on um, and really get down and analyze all the facts at hand. Chances are we need to pay more attention to the actions of others and ourselves rather than the words that we're speaking because they might not um, quite line up. So just be aware that... um, this can be a challenging day, but it's going to be one that pushes us into, uh, you know, it's a dynamic way to start the week that pushes us into new territory. So the bottom line for Monday is we may be processing some deep and transformative news while not being able to see as clearly, especially regarding our relations and our resources. This can cause frustration within. Work through any crisis internally and take a step back to detach enough to promote the growth, albeit challenging, that is needed. Decisions may be made based on where we sense our direction is headed. So that was a lot for Monday, right? (laughs) Well, let's move on to Tuesday here. Uh, So Tuesday, the moon is still in Aquarius and is going to move into Pisces later on in the day. Uh, Luna will sextile Mercury and then sextile Uranus. And on Tuesday, we have the sun who will be making an opposition to Jupiter. So our sun represents, uh, you know, life, our vitality, our self. A lot of times when we have significant sun transits, it's a really a turning of uh, the turning of a page in our story. Um, and when we have an opposition, that is that usually means that someone or something is causing you to have to make a decision or choice. It usually comes from outside of oneself, uh, where we feel pitted against an opposite force or an opposite scenario, and we have to make a decision or we have to make a choice. Um, We don't have to do it. That's the thing with the opposition is we can choose not to, but this is the prime time when we can. And and I'm going to say we probably want to because the sun is opposing Jupiter. And Jupiter in Scorpio, where, you know, we're expanding our worldview, we're growing, uh, and we're seeing increased movement. And Scorpio has to do with, you know, dealing with um, kind of the more deep-seated emotions that we have, um, unveiling secrets, or just like as we talked earlier with that man unmasked and that symbol for the last quarter moon. Um, So for growth, we're probably going to have to choose um, to, you know, move forward here. A lot has been culminating in our lives, and now we can really start that new page for growth to begin. Um, and the conjunction was back on October 26th of last year. So it could be, it could be beneficial to kind of look at how you've grown since that time and what's transgressed in your life and to kind of get an idea of where you're going to move next. 
So this is a significant yearly transit that is happening. Um, and, uh, it's interesting because it changes a lot in the grand scheme of things, you know, because we're moving towards a new chapter opening. Um, but in the moment, uh, you know, it, it can give us an increased sense of optimism or it can give us a little bit of self-righteousness. Um, so something may cause you to embody self-confidence as well. So there's this, you know, but, but there's also a trigger to go overboard. So we're basically kind of in this tug of war of like this optimistic, confident, you know, I'm, I'm going to go do this um, versus this, uh, I know everything <laughs> and um, I'm going to really, you know, hone in on that and, and just go overboard. And so chances are, um, we want to make sure that we're not choosing to overextend ourselves in some way because, Chances are, if you take on something that is not really something you can handle in the long run or even something you really want, um, uh, chances are you're going to feel that overextension after this, after this um, transit moves away. So just FYI on that. But the bottom line for Tuesday is there's an opportunity to communicate what's on our minds today while logic infuses with emotion. By sharing our personal POVs, we can relay the choices we've made and feel far enough removed in order to act on a better future. In the evening, relax and feel the change roll in. So on Wednesday, uh, we don't have a major aspect, which thank goodness, because, you know, there's a lot this week and we might need a break. <laughs> um, but the moon is going to be in Pisces. We're going to be in sensitive Pisces uh, um, and we'll probably want to retreat a little bit more. And this is going to be the time where we can kind of do so and kind of connect within a little more. And so the moon uh, in Pisces is going to sextile Saturn that day. So the bottom line for Wednesday is emotions and sensitivity kick up as we move out off that cool, detached energy of the past few days and into a more spiritual vibe. We can really feel the shifting in the air, and these next few days are prime for releasing and letting go, even though there may be some vulnerability to incur while doing so. Luckily, Saturn will give us the opportunity to remain practical and dutiful to our cause. Imagination will be strong and intuition high, so keep an ear out for insights. These next few days are perfect for retreat and meditation to help connect with the soul. Um, so basically late Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, we'll have these opportunities to really get in touch with ourselves and let things go and, and to really prepare for a new chapter um, that's happening, especially with a waning moon um, this week. Uh, this is a really fertile time to do those sorts, sorts of things. So on Thursday, the moon's still in Pisces and will conjunct Neptune, trine Jupiter, square Venus, sextile the sun, and Pluto. So, you know, usually when we have a lot of busy uh, moon days, you know, chances are it might be a little, you know, a little moody <laughs> or we just have to deal with a lot. It just becomes busy and active. So the bottom line for Thursday is that dreams may have been rather significant last night. So pay attention to those dreams um, on, you know, Thursday morning or Wednesday night. Um, so pay attention to those messages received because chances are we are releasing while we sleep. Emotions are especially tuned in today, yet it may be challenging to share them with others. Later in the day, we have the opportunity to release emotional tension if needed as we move into greater harmony. So on Friday, uh, we're gonna, the moon's going to move from Pisces to Aries and we'll sextile Mars and square Saturn in the process. 
So this is another day that we have a major aspect that's happening. We have the sun who will trine uh, Pluto. And once again, the sun is that life, that vitality, our self, that turning of a page. Um, and trines have to do with uh, rapid development and the removal of all obstacles. And it's all of a sudden it's flowing. It's, it's just on the scene, you know, and we're just, there's just nothing stopping us from going this direction. <laughs> and once again, that Pluto is about transformation, those deep instinctual emotions, uh, situations that cause great change in our lives. And so, uh, you know, I, I feel like with this aspect, if, you, if you're not ready for change, it's going to happen to you real fast. If you are, you're going to be thankful that you're going to experience this and you can finally fully envelop yourself in the, in the changes that have been going on. So settling into this new realm, you know, there's basically no going back from here <laughs> kind, of, kind of deal. Um, so intense and powerful experiences are sudden and flowing right now. Um, and it's easier to make changes in your life towards what truly motivates you. So this is a great time to get down to the bottom of a matter, to embrace those transformative energies, um, and to re also realize that impressions are now easily made um, for better or worse. So if you have to make a good impression with someone, especially someone in power, this might be a good day to do so. But be aware if you, uh, you know feel out of control in some way and all of a sudden you feel very emotional and you're not representing yourself in, in the, the best of light, that might be impactful to the people that you encounter. So, um, you know, just be aware of that, uh, that this is very, this is a day that is, is certainly can leave some imprints. So the bottom line for Friday, um, and we need to pay attention because tomorrow we have Mercury square, uh, Mars, which I'll get into in a second here. But, um, this is another aspect where we might need to watch what we say or, you know, we're going to be fired up in some way. So if we're making impressions and we're fired up, you know, put two and two together there. <laughs> um, so that bottom line for Friday is the moon moves into energetic Aries early in the day and we are ready to tackle the new and instigate change. The sun's trying to Pluto makes for sudden transformation and we have the opportunity to act on these impulses to make changes in the real world. Later in the day, we may turn a bit somber as we feel the weight of the words and our actions. Um, so just FYI, when that square to Saturn comes in, we might, uh, <laughs> everything comes back down to earth. <laughs> All right, so Saturday. Um, so Saturday, we have the moon in Aries still and we'll square Pluto and sextile Venus. And so once again, let's talk about that Mercury square Mars I just mentioned, because uh, that will be exact today. Um, and if you remember, Mercury is once again about information collecting, um, communicating, uh, thoughts, uh, sharing things with other people. Um, so when we get messages of some sort, and once again, we have it square, you know, we're challenged, we're frustrated, we have to be, you know, we're forced into action in some way. And Mars is just that, action. It's focused action. It's our drive. It's our direct motivation. Um, but it also represents anger and accidents. Um, so be aware on, on Saturday and this whole weekend, just be, be careful out there because I'm about to talk about Mercury conjunct Uranus too. So this is not a weekend to be the daredevil or to have too many drinks and think you'll make it home all right or, you know, 
just anything where you're kind of testing the luck or testing your actions in some way, we just have to be careful because these, this is the type of energy. Um, if, if any anger has been repressed in some way, this is a potential release point. So if you were holding on to anything and it's time and you just can't take it anymore, know that this weekend it may come out. Um, or if you're still holding it in and you're just holding it in, it's not going anywhere. Uh, a physical, um, a physical thing can come out, uh, you know, in the, in, in accidents or fights with other people, you know, and this is more lower base energy, but these things happen. Um, so I just want you to be very aware of that. So watch out for what you say today, you know, say what you need to, if you need to, you know, there's no point on, you know, censoring yourself, but (laughs) there's a line between censoring yourself and censoring yourself, if you know what I mean. Um, so, uh, just know that your, you know, touchiness and irritability are in the air. You may have to defend your ideas or beliefs in some ways to another. Uh, this is a day to really watch for that ego because these energies can come from within you or outside of you or both. <laughs> you know, you know, it's like two rams butting heads, uh, that kind of situation. Um, and what's super interesting about this also is that this is the third pass of this aspect. This aspect happened on February 28th um, when both uh, or when Mercury was direct. It happened on April 4th while Mercury was retrograde. And now this is the last pass. So we're finally moving on from these, uh, these tense um, conversations and uh, you know, aggressive uh, you know, anger situations that have been coming up in, for many of us. Um, so yes, this is a time where we can finally move on for that. So nip that in the bud. <laughs> so the bottom line for Saturday is that this weekend has some real fire to it. Saturday is likely to be a breakdown, breakthrough day as we work through mental tension that is stirring us to act. Changes are best made from within. Observe any volatile emotions that pass as sudden insights can help you to release stagnant mental energy. Take the opportunity to connect with others in the evening for a little social therapy. Just be careful out there. You know, take those Ubers, take that public transit, um, and, and just watch for that. All right. So last but certainly not least, we have Sunday where the moon is in Aries still, but then we'll move to Taurus uh, and we'll square Mars and conjunct Uranus along the way. All right. So we got, we got Mercury conjuncting Uranus on Sunday. Uh, once again, you know, the thinking thoughts, what's coming to us, what we're processing, messages, etc. Conjunctions are new cycles so where we all of a sudden merge and become one with something. Um, and Uranus is about fast, unexpected change, a turnaround, an awakening of sorts, um, uh, feeling the need for freedom or encountering a sudden storm that you weren't aware of that was going to show its face. Um, so this can also be, because this conjunction is happening on the 29th degree of Aries, uh, this could be significant personally and on the world scale. scale. I, chances are we might hear news that come out um, that really plant the seed for the next new moon cycle that will begin next week. Um, so don't be surprised if you hear of some things in the news that are like, what the, you know, these are those type of days. Um, so, uh, so basically, yeah, expect the unexpected on Sunday, especially to come in the form of a message or the form of a thought. 
you know, uh, it, it could be trying, but at the same time, it can be very enlivening and inspirational uh, and be innovative in some way. Um, so it doesn't all have to be negative. Uh, it just, you know, just know that there's many shades that Mercury uh, conjuncting Uranus may bring. <laughs> and they might bring them all. You might have to deal with all of them at the same time. And that's the nature of breakdown and breakthrough. We have to break down to break through. Um, and then right after these, this conjunction is made, Mercury moves into Taurus and will be there until May 29th, um, until uh, Mercury moves into Gemini. So until May 29th, uh, you know, the mind's going to slow down a bit and focus more on practical matters, which is going to be good and help, you know, all those planets in Capricorn right now. Um, and so we'll have the ability to do so with more increased patience, or at least mental patience. Uh, and the ability to plan is more pronounced, and we can use these transits to methodically approach what comes our way. It's likely that once your mind is made up during this period, there is no going back. So thinking becomes less impulsive and more cautious. Um, so we'll just definitely notice a switch as we get settled into that uh, Mercury and Taurus energy next week. Um, so uh, just, yeah, you know, between the two, especially with Mercury conjunct Uranus, you know, hasty thinking may happen. So just be aware of that right now. So just avoid jumping to conclusions based on what you hear, um, but also be ready to download those insights that come in. This could be certainly be a fast-paced, nervous type of transit uh, where we don't really feel like relaxing. You know, Sunday fun day might not quite feel like Sunday fun day <laughs> this week, um, but uh, yeah, so just be aware of that because thoughts and communications are certainly going to be interesting and lively. So the bottom line... Uh, is, you know, Saturday and Sunday both may have a volatility to it and are certainly hot spots of the week. Chances are there'll be a, you know, there'll be a quarrelsome nature about it and possible upsets to move through. So changes in mood are likely and impulsivity is high. Emotional tension may need to be released. So as soon as that moon and Mercury move to Taurus, uh, hopefully that energy will stable out later in the day. So chances are Sunday will feel like a two-part day. All right. That was a lot, wasn't it? You know, <laughs> it's a lot for me to even like, I'm like, oh man. Um, so really to, you know, kind of round it up and wrap it up here, there, there is an element of no going back this week. Choices will be made and transformational energy is sweeping through for new growth. It might not be entirely pleasant as we move through frustrations that push us past our comfort zones. Yet the inward changes that are being made will set the precedent for our new moon and Taurus manifestations that are coming around the corner. All right, so let's look at the cards because they seem to really play into some of the things I just uh, spoke about uh, earlier. Uh, so this week I drew the Nine of Cups as the focus and the Four of Swords as the grounding. And so the Nine of Cups as the focus um, is a card that points to our wishes being granted in some way. And usually this is quite a positive card, um, and chances are we're going to be feeling emotionally satisfied in some way. And if we are not, this is the perfect time to go within to get in touch with what could bring you the satisfaction and simple emotional pleasures you long for. In fact, wishes may come so easily this week that we have to be careful for what we wish for um, so that we don't live to regret it afterwards. So a bit of a precautionary advice, you know, given the astrology of the week uh, that I just illustrated. If things do go your way, be sure not to bask in your own glory at the expense of others. 
But ultimately, this is a time to really get in touch with what is going to bring you satisfaction in the long run and make sure you're taking the steps necessary uh, to bring that into your life. And so with the Four of Swords as the grounding, uh, this is a time to go within to work out any situations that may need contemplation, which is so perfect why we're in the last half uh, or the last quarter of our waning moon. You know, this is a time for contemplation and introspective um, time and to, you know, get in touch with that sacred space. So the Four of Swords is very perfect to ground ourselves this week. So it is not that, you know, it's not the time to confront or overly force an issue. Rather, this is the time to, you know, retreat, stand back uh, and get a good look at the situation. You know, is what you are thinking about that important in the long run? Are you exaggerating a situation? Is fear or self-doubt about going after your true desires leaving you paralyzed in some way? Because that really speaks to that nine of cups as the focus. So greater clarity can now be achieved through relaxation and or meditation. So find the peace you need as it will allow you to prepare for the events ahead and plant the proper seeds when the new moon rolls around next week. So last but certainly not least, this show is brought to you by this week's animal ambassador, the horse. This powerful steed represents freedom and how we always have a choice in life, whether it seems that way or not. The horse reminds us that we must take responsibility for our own decisions, and if we have made a wrong turn at some point, there is always the ability to change our course. There's no need to suffer through a situation or play the martyr as you have the power to choose a different action or make the moves necessary to follow whatever inner directive is calling. As they say, don't cling to a mistake just because you spent a long time making it. If you feel called to alter your course this week, embody the integrity needed to make the appropriate choices and shift into greater control of your life. Now, if you'd like to go deeper with how the energy of the week will interact with you personally, I encourage you to check out my tarot subscription on Patreon. Whether you are just starting your journey with the cards or a seasoned expert, the weekly spread can be of immense help to get personalized overview for the week. Every Sunday, I release a short video outlining the custom spread while encouraging you to show your cards and your questions. Gain insight as to what to look out for as I combine the astrology of the week with purposeful card placements. There's also a weekly crystal I highlight as well as an inspirational quote that is aligned with the theme of the spread. Last week, we worked on releasing for breakthrough. Uh, and this week, well, you'll just have to come on down to see what it is. <laughs> so if you want to find out more, you can check out a sample spread at patreon.com backslash energetic principles. Okay, so now let's meet our guest. All right, so I'd like to welcome my very special guest, James David Wade. Thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, thank you for having me, Melissa. Um, and we're actually, if you're wondering where we are, we're together in Balboa Park right now, right? We've had a wonderful <laughs> adventure through the park. Yeah, like it's beautiful, sun shining, wind is blowing really hard into the microphone. Yeah, so if you hear that wind blowing. <laughs> beautiful clover and flowers everywhere. So, typical day with Melissa. <laughs> a typical day with James, is what I would say. Um, we like to do this. Uh, how It's funny because how I know James is... Um, we met uh, less than a year ago through the San Diego Astrological Society. We had a bazaar there uh, that we do once a year where we do a fundraiser by doing small readings. Um, and James came out for that. And at the end of the night, 
I just happened to see him and I had never seen him before and I was all, who are you? And we became fast friends <laughs> after yeah, totally. that. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been a really awesome experience. I'm very thankful. Melissa Melissa was one of my first like uh, really good friends here in San Diego because I had just moved here. So Yeah, we're both from, uh, you're originally from Louisiana, mm-hmm. hence that lovely accent if you want to know where he's from. <laughs> um, and I'm from Florida, so we kind of have that East Coast, Southeast going on. Uh, so fast friends for sure. But every time we get together, we end up on uh, adventures of some sort or in a random place. Or <laughs> Hours and hours and hours of, of getting together and talking about spiritual spiritual things, um, very like mystical topics and laughing a lot and yeah. um, just kind of being children. Yes, playing, yes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's refreshing and fun. And we've actually already been together for... <laughs> probably three hours today (laughs) talking about before we got to this moment um so james tell us a little bit about yourself uh you know what what it is that you do and you know um just so people know who you are well um you know i have a lot of really great friends like melissa um (laughs) um i'm (laughs) wait excuse me (coughs) get it out (laughs) No, it's funny. It's like, of course, I'm going to cough like the first time today. I'm going to cough when we're starting the podcast. Yeah. It's hilarious. Um, no, I'm, a, I'm an astrologer and I'm a clairvoyant. And um, I do a lot of spiritual work with people. Um, I do. I teach, speak at workshops. And um, I, I'm also a healer. So um, I'm from Louisiana, as we were speaking about. And my son is in Pisces. My rising sign is Sagittarius. And my moon and Mercury are in Aquarius. I think that's enough for I'll just tell you my whole chart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's perfect. It summed it up perfect. And hence why we're always out on an adventure, uh, having that Sag rising. It helps my Scorpio rising, you know, break out of its uh, little hole, hermit hole sometimes. Um, so it's nice. But, um, yes. So today we're going to talk about uh, the topic I topic I chose <laughs> is choosing change. Um and I mean that's a loose topic. There's many ways to, uh, you know, approach that. Um, but I thought it was very appropriate since this week we have so many aspects going on that are really pushing us into uh, new territory. But we're still in that waning cycle of the moon, so we are introspective. We're not necessarily a- acting on anything. We're um, having it all. We're letting it all settle in, I guess. <laughs> uh, this week. Um, Kind of like being a witness of change rather than being an agent of change sometimes. Right. And that's actually a good way for us to kind of start here. Because um, one of the first things I wrote down was like, what is choosing change? Or like, how does change come to someone? Or, you know, how do we find ourselves in this situation? And sometimes the first thing that came to me, of course, after all these Pluto transits, is being at the mercy of change. <laughs> when you didn't necessarily choose it yourself, um, yet change has chosen you. Um, so, so when change comes to you, what do you do? What do you do, James? <laughs> this is this is really interesting. Um, like this is actually something I've been thinking about quite a lot lately: is change and the nature of um, life and, and change. And um, truly, like, yeah, I think that it's a matter of align aligning with it and and you know recognizing that the only thing you can do is choose to like flow with with life because what's always happening is is life is you know swirling and moving around us you know we're not we're not really changing 
because innately we always say the same, we're fixed, you know, because that's really what um, the idea of, like, divinity in the ancient times was, was the ability to be fixed and stable and unchanging. And so um, us being one with, like, you know, the the true, like, soul within us, the divine self, is that, that part of our nature that never changes. And so um, it's only our, our projected self, our ego self, our physical bodies that endure the changes of the world. And so if we can tap into the inner part of us that doesn't change, we can actually... Um, realize that we're never really affected by it unless we choose to be mm, that's a that was more than i was looking for <laughs> but it was per, it was perfect it's it's true because essentially we always are who we are like that you know, that rooted essence that that's in us um and we think it changes but really it's our circumstances and everything that's around us and then our approach to it um as we move through those changes because the changes kind of uh, well, not kind of. They do. They happen. They happen because they are getting us closer to that point that is fixed, or just realizing it, or being able to act on it. And yeah, we're just witnesses. So we're just witnesses to that change. Um, boy, have I witnessed it. <laughs> I don't know about you, uh, but there's there's been. It, it's hard because. Well, and it's interesting because we next week we have Uranus going into Taurus, um, and I've been talking to a couple people about it, or I've just had my own thoughts on the matter of um, the idea, because Uranus brings a lot of change into life, and it's going into Taurus, and Taurus likes comfort. Taurus is stable. Taurus has a certain way. <laughs> but it's a fixed sign, But it's too, a right? fixed sign as well. Right. Um, so I like that you brought that fixed energy up within that midst of change. So change is coming to this fixed so maybe, it, like you said, it's not about... It's realizing what's real. What's real doesn't ever change. Yeah. Yes. And so material, like reality, what is truly real is that thing that doesn't change. Yeah. Oh, and then the chimes of Balboa Park go off <laughs> right at that moment. Um, yeah, so... Exactly. So essentially, we're... Because, so we can find... What's the word I'm looking for? Solace, basically. And the idea that there is always that fixed point that's kind of within, um, that's within as we move through the change. Yeah, I think that we can find it. We can come to a state of great uh, peace and contentment when we align with that, that, that true nature and realizing that if we think that something about us is changing, that's an illusion. And so how do we see through it and see to the truth? Um, and... Sanskrit, you know, in Kundalini Yoga, one of the mantras is Sat Nam, which means my name is truth. And so whenever we realize, you know, that we can align with that part of ourselves that is eternal and infinite, then we become unaffected by changes because we realize they're not real anyway, because everything is still in a state of being. So. Well, that, well, no, that makes sense. Um, well, and what I thought of right away by keeping that kind of idea of that that fixed um, essence that we are. Because change, a lot of times we feel that when we're going through changes, we're losing something. Exactly. Right? And so if we can find that solace that I was talking about uh, in the fact that we do have this, you know, fixed essence within us, that we're not really ever losing anything. If anything, exactly. we're always finding ourselves exactly. through the change. Totally. I totally agree. Um, so... Yeah. Oh, no, I just wanted to add that, like, you know, you saying that's really important because really, like, the reason that people suffer is because they invest their sense of security in things that aren't real. Mm. And so that's what the, you know, that, that impact is. 
is um, investing your sense of security into um, illusions, you know, Maya, rather than recognizing that you're your own security because, like, you're that infinite uh, self. And so um, I think that's really important to, to, to think about with, you know, tourists and, and being related to, you know, f uh, physical material security and Uranus being that, you know, um, kind of like energizing, you know, and um, I guess like very intense energy of blasting away the illusions too. Mm. Yeah, to get down to what's real, mm -hmm. you know. That's, right. huh, that's interesting. That's a way I haven't, I've, I've been, <laughs> I've been twirling over Uranus and Taurus in my head for a while now. Um, and that's a pretty good take, I think, on a way to look at it without it being, you know, completely disruptive, <laughs> disruptive in a lot of ways. Um, cause whew, I don't know. It, it's going to be, it's certainly going to be a change. I've been, uh, talking about how Uranus and Taurus, like we've all been going through these changes and we're, we're just moving into territory we've never been in. I mean, that's part of life. Like we all have to do that, but this is a, a little bit more of a volatile time than most for uh, for the world and for people in general and so we are getting this idea of the new normal that is essentially happening totally. um yeah that's that's what i got <laughs> well and then the uranus and taurus too we're seeing things come in like cryptocurrencies um we're seeing the end of like you know um the old financial institutions yes. and the way that we've handled currency and so this is a seven-year period of time in which um, we're going to see a lot of, like, progress and change in, in the way that energy is, moves and flows, right? Because everything is becoming faster and faster. Like, even physicists know that, you know, as the universe expands, it actually gets faster. Mm -hmm. And so look how we're, how we're moving into te new technology, even with things like finance, with tourists. Like, that's what Uranus represents, is like that it's, it's lighting the fuse. Because, like, Prometheus bringing fire to the humans. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, okay, so we're speeding everything up. And that's really what Uranus does. It speeds everything up. That's true. It's like, so um, cryptocurrency is like instantaneous, like, you know, um, completely secure financial exchanges that are um, not based on, you know, any type of physical currency, but electronic digital currency. So during this time period, I think that's going to be a really prominent um, theme. Well, I'm laughing because these are... Okay, so I'm in the midst of writing an article on Uranus and Taurus. And these, these are the first things that... I, this is like my primary source. And James and I have not talked about no, this at no, all. No. At all yet. We always do this. And, and we're totally on the same page. So, um, yeah, you know, I'm diverting with Uranus and Taurus a little bit here. But it is big news. And I, you make me laugh that you even said that. Because I, I fully agree. Uh, and there will be more thoughts on that uh, in the future, for sure. Um, oh, where were we? Where were we after that? Okay. Um, yeah, bring on Pisces bring, so I just like, get lost in whatever is like, we're going to talk about. And that's why I love it. I love it. That's why it makes for a good conversation. Um, okay. So now one of the things I wanted to talk about, especially since we have the, the horse this week, um, as the animal ambassador and the idea of the horse is the freedom to choose. You know, you can choose what you, what you want in life. Um, but a lot of times we don't feel that we can, we have that choice. Um, and a lot of times we want to make changes in our lives or we're dealing with changes and we don't feel like we have a choice in the matter, but we always have choice, right? Mm -hmm. Well, if we're, if, if what we truly are witnesses, what's the only thing that we can change? 
our perspective. Oh my gosh, And yes. that changes everything. So the only thing that ever changes truly is perspective, what we're seeing. Like, but nothing truly ever changes except for what's being witnessed and how it's being seen. That's true. That's true. And because that changes everything. It does change everything because uh, choice choice is a, an illusion <laughs> to, to some extent. I, right. And to think, right. yeah. And, and a lot of people think that they don't have a choice in whatever it is that they're facing, but you always have a choice. Mm-hmm. Whether the choice be hard or difficult, uh, one where you have to surrender or one where you have to take action. There's, you know, different types of choices that can be made, but you always have a choice, and the, the main choice is your own reaction <laughs> to the situation. Totally. Um, yeah, exactly. You can decide, you know, because, I mean, your emotions belong to you because they're part of your expression. So truly, like, your reaction is your choice. And, um, and you know, whatever we react to in life tells us a lot about what we've invested our sense of security into also. And so... Um, yeah. Yeah. That's that. <laughs> but I think you're absolutely right about that perspective perspective change. Um especially a perspective change on change coming to you. Um or the change that you're dealing with because I think a lot of us are I'm using this word a lot. A lot of us are changing <laughs> on on the inside I think right now. Like I feel like we're all certain flowers that are blossoming. As we're surrounded by bees, we're in like a little field that has so many bees that are being pollinated, uh, or flowers are being pollinated right now. Um, but I feel like we're all kind of blossoming uh, into these oh, closer to that fixed, you know, sense of essence, we're like becoming, you were saying. Right, we're becoming closer to our true self and to our um, our inner like being, and instead of like um, you know the the heavy place like because everything gets denser and denser and denser the more like the heavier the illusion is but then everything gets lighter and quicker the closer you get to the you know the the absolute reality yeah that's what what i call it or what is called like in a lot of yoga texts and things too yeah well oh (laughs) this is one of those this is one of those days where i feel just so like uh and it could be because I'm around James. We have this spacey spiritual vibe <laughs> that happens uh, here. So I lose my train of thought a little bit. <laughs> um, but what were we talking about? We were talking about... Um, it's hard. You know, it's easy to lose your mind when you realize there's no mind. <laughs> I do well. And that's a, that's a boundary consciousness thing as we watch it all fall away here. Um, now, we were just talking about getting closer to your... Um, you know, to your true self as we make these changes and we're all blossoming in certain ways. Um, and that's why I bring up the idea of, of choosing the change. And once you realize that you're becoming closer and closer and, and needing to dispel the illusion, like you were saying, that's that brings us to a more dense place that doesn't allow for the rapidness to happen. Right, exactly. Um, how we can recognize that and then make decisions and choices that are necessary to get us aligned with what it is that we know at this point rather than trying to um, pretend like you don't know or not see what needs to be done exactly yeah it's really acceptance you know it's really getting to that place of yes okay now I see it but um, do I accept myself now that I see who I am and I think that you know those are the things that we choose like we don't choose anything that is um, 
materialized, we're really only choosing our thought processes and our beliefs and our energetic patterns in life. Like, so, can you take a real honest look at yourself? And this is really good for that Jupiter and Scorpio uh, retrograde, too, is now that this light has been shown on your life and you can see yourself more clearly, um, are you willing to accept your, yourself as how you see yourself? And if so, then, you know, more like light can come in and show you more. But if you run away from it, if you think it's something scary, um, if there's still things that you're not willing to witness and to uh, be with that are part of who you are, then um, those, like, scary things will enlarge too because that's what Jupiter will do is, like, he'll make it bigger. You know, you just have to decide what it is that's being made bigger, you know, and make a choice in your perspective. You can either look at it as, um, you know, a... Uh, stumbling block or a stepping stone but it's all it's all a choice that we make that's absolutely true i like that perspective on jupiter and scorpio true because it's you know jupiter is known you know loosely as like the great benefic but it just basically expands whatever it touches and if that is fear you know that scorpio you know deep down kind of emotional fears that lie within that are being ramped up now that we have to deal with in order to get to that that jewel that lies in the center of us in a sense um that makes a lot of sense especially with jupiter retrograde right now and how it's all an inward process totally but but also like it's never bad though because like even if jupiter seems to enlarge what we call problems or challenges the ultimate like purpose of it though is to um tip the scales you know so far that it becomes the other thing because truly there are no like opposites. Everything is really one thing in varying degrees. And so um, one way or another, Jupiter will get you there. You know, sometimes love comes to us in the form of, of grace. And sometimes it comes to us in the form of wisdom. Mm. And so really we get to choose which one we want to experience. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. And wisdom in the form of wisdom can be hard-earned wisdom sometimes. Yeah, it's kind of like Saturn too. Yeah. You know? Saturn's like that. Yeah. And we're t- definitely feeling that, with especially with Saturn and Capricorn, right? Now, all the planets that are in Capricorn, um, having having us have a good look at our at our world and our you know what what's real and getting practical and and also where we you know what we feel responsible for and you know duty towards. Because I think a lot of times that can happen when we're trying to make changes in our lives. So we'll be like, but I have to do this, or mm-hmm. I'm, I'm indebted to this, or like... And we have this limitations. Is... Exactly, and that's when that comes in. And I know that all too well is my Capricorn moon. <laughs> that's my natural reaction to right. a lot of things. Um, but really, once again, we have a choice in those matters, Right. You know, if we want to, if we need to make choice, you know, if we need to make, if we have to get rid of an obligation or to take on a responsibility in order to get what it is that, you know, that lines us closer to ourselves. Or like one of the things I do is like decide that it's something fun, you know, or decide that it's something that's really good. Mm-hmm. And because really like it makes no difference, like in the grand scheme of things, like if you decide that like something is a chore or if it's a, if it's a game like what's really like being effective your approach your perspective like it opens you up to allow you to see it in a whole different way if you start looking at it as something that's fun or good or helpful or whatever versus oh god i can't i have to go do this like i don't want to like this is such a burden oh i just hate doing this etc then like that just kind of like becomes really exhausting 
and then but then we can decide oh wow you know this is fun because hey I'm you know look I'm, I'm playing this role in this position right now and that's all we're ever doing anyway is playing roles so might as well make it into a game and see how see how well you can play the game and and um, just don't take it seriously just know that you're just playing a game I think that really helps. Yeah, it definitely helps if we're in a situation where there is no getting out of it and it's just something yeah. we have to deal with. Like, that comes back to that perspective. Find a way to make it fun. Find a way to make it fun. Um, but at the same time, if you find yourself in that situation and it's not something you have to be involved in, then that's a time maybe to be like, wait, I don't like doing this. Why am I doing this? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what, what do I need to change so I don't have to do this anymore? Well, you know. Yeah, well, it's basically like, when am I going to stop lying to myself? Right. Yes. <laughs> it's, it, yes. <laughs> that's and, that Jupiter truth the, aspect, right? right, and in Scorpio. Mm-hmm. because Scorp- shooting, the arrow, shooting that arrow into the heart of the scorpion. Yeah. It's, and that's what's basically happening here is we're we're unable to no longer lie uh, to to others and ourselves. Like that's the whole idea with Jupiter and Scorpio. So you mm-hmm. bet you we see all the, you know everything that's coming out, all the truths coming out, yeah, all that hit, all that hidden. Guess what? not hit it any longer um, and so that's why we're that's one of the reasons we're dealing with so many um, rapid readjustments of now seeing things in a, in a different light because it's essentially what's <laughs> what's happening um, um, yeah so it's yeah you have to so in those moments I think it's best to like honor honor that change and that's when the whole I'm going back to my horse analogy and their animal ambassador. That's when you choose, you know, to free yourself or like, you know, make that decision and get yourself in a different scenario that's more aligned with, you know, what, because we have the North Node uh, in Leo right now. And Mm -hmm. so this last year or so, I think has really been about everyone getting in touch with what lights their heart up, what brings them joy Mm -hmm. and personal expression, you know. Right. Authenticity. Yes. Yeah. So we've got a lot of themes surrounding truth and authenticity coming up for people. Um, and, I mean, that Ju- when Jupiter first entered Scorpio back in uh, the fall, um, it was such an obvious transition. Yes. Like, where there was just this energy pouring in, you know, from this, you know, um, in, in ways that were unexpected. And people were having, like, really big epiphanies and, and like, kind of, like, awakening experiences. And, and, um, and now we're also seeing, like, you know... Um, in this retrograde too with Jupiter, a lot of it has to do with like what you do, what you've been doing with what you've gotten. Have you been investing those like you know that that energy wisely, mm-hmm. or or for the promotion of goodness in the world? Because it's a very Jupiter thing to do. And if so, then you'll be given more. But like either way, whatever you've been investing that energy to, you know you've been growing something. It's like what you've been growing with those seeds. I, I often think of like uh, Scorpio as um, like the the fertilized egg in the womb multiplying through um, meiosis, and so um, it's kind of like the seed planted and then the multiplication, and so um, and that's like part of that transformative process of growth and like change, yeah. Um, in which like you know the the two um, you know part components become one and then multiplies and multiplies and multiplies and becomes one again. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's, you know, very much with this Jupiter thing. It's the same idea as that Jupiter was, like, this great, you know, seed of light, you know, that's been given to us, this great gift of light. And it's like, what are we doing with that energy? And now, you know, reevaluating, okay, have I been 
have I been taking this goodness and really applying it or have I been using it you know in a way that isn't so nice and really being honest and I think this is the week that we really get honest about those types of things because mm-hmm. the sun is opposing Jupiter. Mm-hmm. You know, this is totally. our, our halfway around the, the bend in a way. Um, so everything that you just brought up and the changes that were happening back in October when the sun originally conjuncted Jupiter, this is a time to see how far we've come and if we've, kind of, if we've made, the, you know, the changes necessary and what, what had come to pass there or what, you know, the, the, what has arisen from deep within us uh, yeah, in that time. What has expanded and grown? Yeah. Well, Is it flowers or weeds? Yeah, and that's, that's and then, true. Then maybe to one person they're flowers and to another person they're weeds. <laughs> well, and that's true, especially with Scorpio because it has a very black and white nature to it, even mm-hmm. though we live in this gray world. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> There, yeah, there's. I think we're going to be coming to terms a lot uh, this week with just seeing how far we've come since, like you said that, because it was a it was a dynamic shift, and it was for people, but also the world. You know, that's when all the sex scandals started coming out, mm-hmm. and it was just it was like to the day. It was it was totally. pretty impressive, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. But, I mean, I don't. I like that was one thing I wasn't even surprised about because I I, I think know. I even wrote a little something about it before it happened. And I was like, it's going to be something like that. Yeah. And um, so, like, I mean, if you're, you know, like, you probably thought about it, too. Like, but with astrology, it's, like, really kind of obvious to us because it's, like, you know, Scorpio is, like, that kind of dark closet, you know, where things are hidden. And Jupiter is this big light. And so it's, like, yeah, what is is going to be revealed? Yeah. No secrets. No secrets. And the, well, secrets, yeah. That's yeah. Good, all the secrets, yeah, actually. All, yeah, all these secret things, occult things, hidden things, you know, being brought out into the open. Um, it's really kind of cool, actually, you know, in some in some ways. You know. Well, yeah. in every way, it's for healing. Well, so. yes, exactly, and that's kind of the bottom line here. Because with whatever Jupiter touches, it, it expands and it, it grows, Blesses. but it does so to push us into this new territory that we haven't been in yet. Um, and a lot of times... That's why there's a lot of myth around Jupiter representing death, um, but death in a peaceful way because the death is essentially bringing us well, like, to yeah. It's like the death of falsehood. Right? Yeah, exactly. So it was the death of the ego, so that the Christ itself can be resurrected, right? Because there's a there's a parallel with the Christ and Jupiter too, so there's a um, correspondence. So it makes a lot of sense that we're you know encountering all this change by Jupiter's in Scorpio because we are basically being pushed into this <laughs> to the crucifixion <laughs> <laughs> to, some, to something right. whether it's the crucifixion or you know like uh, just our own <laughs> our own breaking points of yeah. you know uh, the garden <laughs> keeping up well and so it's interesting because the Sabian symbol this week for the last quarter moon was a, 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 of course I'm uh, fudging on it right now I think it's a man unmasked uh, yeah, um, exactly and so all all it's like the, the masks. Shroud of Turin too, right? Like the mask. Yeah, a man unmasked. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a good analogy for it too. I like the I like the architect of Christ because there's so many like really cool analogies with astrology you can use. Yeah. That's why I use it so often. But like you know that he was you know, covered in the tomb, and so they talk about you know taking the shroud off, like with the unmasking of like the Christ itself. I'm like, oh okay, just kidding. I'm not this like you know um, limited, um, you know you know, material being, I'm actually the vast, expansive, you know, glorious, like, golden living light that transforms every 
everything around it. Like, mm. <laughs> powerful. Well, and that's powerful and beautiful for what we're talking about because, once again, you know, here's that perspective and that ma- that mask came off and went from this, like, you know, down, down to earth only on this plane to this magnificent thing that, you know, contains all within. <laughs> right, exactly. In this sense. Um, and so that's, that's pretty magical. So... <laughs> I'm not going to lie about that. It, it, James knows a lot of this stuff. You're, you're, you're a scholar in those zones, um, especially religion, because you have a background uh, mm-hmm. there. Uh, and you chose change in that area <laughs> as you moved into different things that spoke differently to you. At, you know. My perspective changed a lot. Exactly. Yeah. And so, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but that falls right in line with what we're talking about, basically. Totally. Um, so yeah, I have, it's interesting. I love that you brought that up and how it ties back into the Sabian symbol of of this week and that that mask kind of coming off. So yes, look at the masks. Look at your own masks. Peer peer beneath. What lies beneath? That's funny because like recently I was thinking about it. I was like another way of seeing it is like we're all just like hand puppets. Like uh, we're, you know we're all just God's hand puppets or something. <laughs> you know sock puppets. <laughs> <laughs> to some extent right. to some extent except except we have the power of our own voice <laughs> which gets us yeah yeah well and that's actually kind of what um it's shakespeare all the world um is a stage yeah, all, the all the world the people is... are players playing so something like that right yes it's uh that's it's true we play well and that comes back to the mask the roles yeah (laughs) yeah okay my mind had to wrap around that for a second i was like yes yes (laughs) oh my gosh um so so what do we do to get so what do we get do to get through (laughs) i was like where are we what do we do what do we do to get through at this point Uh, uh nothing there's nothing to do like except just to realize that there's nothing to do that everything is just in a state of existence and really like detaching from the idea that you need to fix something or change something and just accept things as they are and once you accept everything you surrender to it and then suddenly everything changes like that's like the secret mystery of life is that nothing ever changes until you surrender and accept it as it is and then everything changes and that's so perfect with the uh, moon moving through pisces right before our new moon here Indeed. So, indeed. Well, I'm going to end it at that because I think you really wrapped it up um, <laughs> in, the, in, in the truth of the matter. Um, it, it's true. Those are wise words. Surrender is the key. And then watch the tra- change roll in at that point. Um, but ultimately, we have to choose to surrender. <laughs> totally. Oh, my gosh. So that was wonderful. That was, that was our, a nice trip in the park for sure um <laughs> maybe trippy yeah, maybe <laughs> trip, trippy in the park um but it is a beautiful day and That's i certainly beautiful. enjoyed myself i don't know about you oh i loved it perfect thank you um so all right so where can people find you where are you at online what's your deal um well i my um my email address is uh james at a s t r a u l o g y dot com um, and so if anyone wants to get in touch with me, they can send me an email, um, and we can connect. Yes. And you're, well, you have a pretty active Facebook, oh, Instagram, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, like social media, um, The Golden Path. Yes, that's important. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, my Facebook page is called The Golden Path. Um, my Facebook profile is James David Wade. 
I usually just accept everyone's friend requests if, if it looks like you're not sketchy. So. <laughs> and he's always on there sharing some profound wisdom. Uh, it, it's true. Uh, some of the things he says will, will blow your mind a little bit from time to time in a good way. I mean that in a very good way. Um, so yes, the golden path, uh, James David Wayne, check him out, please. I encourage you. <laughs> Thank you um, so where can you find me? Well, you can find me at energeticprinciples.com. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at energetic principles. Um, and yeah, that's really, that's really the, the deal of it all. And I've got stuff up there every week that you can take a look at that helps remind of everything that we've talked about here today. <laughs> um, and also if you are interested in showing some appreciation on Patreon or signing up for my tarot subscription, you can do so at patreon.com backslash energetic principles. Uh, and last but not least, if you like what you hear, you know, you heard today, share it with a friend, spread the good word. Um, and I'm on iTunes, so if you feel so inclined, uh, a good rating on iTunes would help me to get a little more visible out there as I journey through my my podcast. Dumb. <laughs> um, so, all right, everyone. I'm hoping that everyone has a, a fabulous introspective week uh, where we're getting in line with the changes that are being made because next week we get to start fresh with a new moon. So, until then, as always, may the stars be with you.